2: Um
0: You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Uh, hello, everybody! It is the Go Birds Pod. It is the first real preview show of the season. We're gonna do it all. We're gonna obviously look at Washington. We're gonna look at the Eagles' schedule for the entire year. We'll even make some division predictions as well. As uh, I am so happy to have you with us because God, I can taste it now. On Tuesday, I was psyched up. Now it's Thursday, and it's actually palatable. Oh my God! There's gonna be real football tonight. There's gonna be real football all day on Sunday. God, get the beers, get the couches ready, get your fantasy team open, get red zone. I mean, it's back, James. We get to watch football. I know. It's like a it's like we miss everything for, for like six, seven months, it almost feels like. All this anticipation, all these damn storylines. Antonio Brown is getting held back by Vontez. Perfect. Give me the football, baby. What's up, James? How are you?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can take more of this Antonio Brown thing. It is riveting. Man. But I, I'm with you, Johnny. Football is finally... We made it. We All is right in the world yes. again. And most importantly, on Sunday... The Eagles begin the quest to their second Super Bowl, which will happen, and I can't fucking wait.
0: LA Shore Parks is live and down at Novacare right now. Is He's uh, listening to Jim Schwartz and Mike Groh, and is about to enter the locker room to see how those guys are doing. E, what's going on, buddy?
2: Well, somebody just tweeted me and asked if the Eagles are going to trade Nelson Aguilar for Antonio Brown. So, <laughs> although the regular season is here, it just shows how he sees and never sweet. <laughs> uh,
0: Antonio Brown, would you? Uh, no. 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 And not at all. But hard no. pass. But, but James, low ball fantasy?
1: Uh look, I think <laughs> if you if you've got a pretty stacked roster and you can afford to trade a, a, a lower tier bench guy for Antonio Brown, yeah, of course it's worth a shot, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Antonio Brown yeah. never plays football again.
0: So I, just, yes, I, yes. I
1: wouldn't feel great about
0: it. <laughs> I just offered up uh, you know, Adam Humphreys and Cole Beasley to yeah, see somebody I bite. think
1: that's the right type of <laughs> offer for Antonio Brown.
0: <laughs> well, and you said, like, Howie's season never sleeps. And, I, and from both of you guys, like, I don't know. It doesn't really sound like the Albert Breer report from Philly was the only team that he found out was was making an offer for melvin gordon which i thought was interesting did you guys and i'm going to start with you do you feel like that's kind of there's some information missing there it doesn't seem like that normally happens like when do you ever hear about eagles details in a trade that didn't happen you know I'm, i'm sure that there's uh we didn't even get that from like Clowney if they were interested in that does that seem like something's missing in that scenario
2: well, so I think the difference between Clowney and Melvin Gordon is with Clowney, all of the interest to the Eagles was on Clowney's side. Like, I don't think the Eagles ever made a serious offer. I'd imagine they, you know, said if you do it, I don't even know, honestly, if they would have done it for a seventh round pick when you consider the, the money tied into it, the snaps you would have wanted, and all that, which Howie has explained. What's interesting about the Melvin Gordon situation is they made an offer, right? Like, yeah. so they have interest in him. I think it's interesting they're willing to trade uh, Jordan Howard, obviously Melvin Gordon's an upgrade, but I think it speaks a little bit to how they feel about Jordan Howard. And I just, I think it's interesting that they were, that they were in on him. Um, look how he's all in on this year. He's trying to build the most talented roster. And I do think Melvin Gordon is a name. Let's say he holds out, we get to week four or five. Jordan Howard's not playing great. Miles Sanders is struggling to adjust as a rookie. Like Melvin Gordon is going to be this year's Le'Veon Bell, where every week, whenever the Eagles struggle, people are going to say, go out and get Melvin Gordon. And now that they've even made an offer for him, I think it's going to be ramped up even more.
0: And James, I think this is, I'm with E on this one. I don't think Howie lets up until the trade deadline's over on this. I think he really does want Melvin Gordon. But if you're Jordan Howard, how does that make you feel?
1: Well, right I, look. First of all, if you're Jordan Howard, sure, it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. And I'm guessing it was not the Eagles that leaked this out for Definitely that not. specific reason. Yeah. But um, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily that Howie desperately wants Melvin Gordon. I think it's just that Howie again showing why he's along with Belichick, the best GM in the sport, is that if there's an opportunity for value, if there's an opportunity, a market and efficiency, whatever, how he's going to go after it. And he saw a situation where a player who is infinitely more talented than Jordan Howard, it is what it is. We all know that. I know there are a lot yeah. of people who love Jordan Howard. He's not Melvin Gordon. Facts, period, no, no. end of story. Yeah. How he saw an opportunity where a guy... It's not even Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, I, well, he's definitely not, and I think this shows you how the Eagles feel about Jordan yeah. Howard. But I think I always saw an opportunity to essentially swap a worse player for a better player, and it's as simple as that. I don't think it's how he has to upgrade. Look, and to Elliot's point, I agree. Look, we've seen him trade for Jai during the season. We saw him do the Golden Tate trade last yeah. year. How he is always willing to wheel and deal in season, out of season, whatever. But I don't think this is as much like oh, they have to upgrade from Jordan Howard. I think it was more how he saw an opportunity, said, fuck it, I'm going to give a low ball offer and see what the hell happens. And why wouldn't you? Worst case scenario is what happens? The Chargers say no. That's the worst thing that can happen in this situation. I think it was really smart of Howie to try. And look, I wouldn't be surprised, again, if the running backs are struggling that something happens and they'll have to give up more to do it. But I just think it was a situation where Howie saw value and said, "Fuck it, I'm going for it."
2: I, I... The, the interesting the interesting part of it too is first of all the the part of the trade off where they had to pay part of his salary was just like vintage, like like fuck you offer, right? Oh, like, all, like already <laughs> twisting the knife, right? But the other interesting part is let's just play hypothetical for a second. Let's say Howie calls and offers that deal, and the Chargers say yes. So now you have Melvin Gordon on your roster, and mm. and Jordan Howard's gone, like. Mm. Is Melvin Gordon coming in just to come in and play on the same deal? I mean, the whole reason he's not playing with the Chargers is because he wants a new contract. So the interesting part to me is, does this mean Howie was potentially ready to pay Melvin Gordon some substantial amount of money? Like, obviously not Ezekiel Elliott money, obviously not Todd Gurley money, but that's reportedly what Melvin Gordon wants. Like, do you think Melvin Gordon was willing to come in here? I mean, he did follow the Eagles on Instagram, like... That was just an interesting dynamic to me. Is wait, wait, wait. By the way, by
0: the way, by the way, everyone owes you an apology, don't they?
2: I, I thought that was well,
0: ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody killed you. Everybody killed you to po- simply point out, like, hey, you're starting to follow egos players. Like, social media rarely lies in, in those instances. It never lies. It never lies, as you say. So
2: It's more honest than any player quote you'll ever hear, unless it's coming from probably Antonio Brown or Kerry Williams.
0: <laughs> uh, I um, can I fantasize for a moment sure I know it's listen this is not reality I would give my fucking left leg to have Melvin Gordon on this team forget value forget everything just in terms of how he would fit in here would be amazing Melvin Gordon to me is the most underrated running back in the league and simply because he mm. was with the Chargers that offensive line crushed him for the first couple of years and was still able to have I think one of the best Yards after contact, analytic stats in those two years. I think he would be, oh my God, amazing in this offense and in a world of running backs don't matter inefficiency and, and all that. Totally understand. And you know, you're not gonna pay that guy just like he was saying, twelve and a half million dollars a year or whatever. But it certainly seems, and this is this is where I come away with it. It seems like Melvin Gordon was excited to be a part of the Philadelphia Eagles, to your point, E, in looking for that long-term contract. I still think the Eagles have the worst Super Bowl contenders, and you can shine here. Even if Melvin Gordon was here playing on the salary that he's given now, and if the, whatever, the, the Chargers pay half of it, I think that's an opportunity for him to be on a national stage, on a team that is absolutely stacked, and whether they keep him or not into the next year... Everybody's going to notice that, so that's going to make, make a humongous payday for the next year. Or he's so happy and content that he'll take less to stay in Philadelphia. So I, I don't think this is necessarily over. I wouldn't, you know, put you know any money that Melvin Gordon's going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. I think how he really wants to pursue this, it would change. A lot of things, and it really help out Carson Wentz. Like, I would, oh God, I love Melvin Gordon. I I, I've tell. loved him since since the draft. I would you know? not
1: give up a, a limb of any kind
0: for <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, Ben Baldwin is is going crazy right now and being like, "What trading for running backs and paying them?" Uh, and and that's what that's the luxury. That's the difference. I think to me in terms of uh, where teams are at. Like the Eagles could easily do that and have all these. Um, uh, too many resources at running back because of what they've done so far. Um, I obviously don't get your hopes up. I just wanted to kind of fantasize for a second. But let's fantasize a little further on down the road. as, um, you know, Washington's coming in here. Uh, I I could try to convince you in some form that Brian Kerrigan in the front four or the front seven might be able to disrupt this Eagles' offense or that. I don't know, Case Keenum's going to have the game of his life in a revenge game or whatever. But at the end of the day, it is Paul Richardson in a bunch of scrubs. And the only thing that I can think is maybe we are underrating Darius Geist because he's a mystery, but obviously a highly talented running back. Everybody kind of looked at him. As we mentioned on Tuesday, Jay Gruden says... He's going to get the ball the majority of the time. He's my guy. Uh, I, do you guys kind of feel the same way? Like, I can't be... It said fucking what? The point spread's up to 10 and it's a nine, half now? Uh,
1: last I saw it was 9 and a half, but it might be even higher. Yeah. It just keeps going up. No. I, just as you said. Yeah. Look, I have zero worry. I know that you, how many times it's a division game and this and blah, blah, blah. Washington fucking sucks. They are going to so be one bad. of the five worst teams in the NFL this year. I yeah. feel very confident about it. Again, to your point, maybe Darius Geis is good. We don't know. I, I liked him at LSU. I think there's a chance he's good. But he's running behind Swiss cheese. He's running behind Eric Flowers and Donald <laughs> Penn on the left side of the yeah. line. I mean, what are we talking about here? They're going to try and stop Fletcher Cox Malik Jackson Timmy Jernigan on that interior with with Eric fucking Flowers? <laughs> I just, I can't get it. Look, I I might look like an idiot next week. It would not be the first time. Oh no, yeah. As you know, my very first that plenty of times, my very yeah. first show on WIP was uh me saying that there was a 0% chance the Eagles would lose to the Lions and then they fucking went and lost to <laughs> the Lions. So don't get me wrong, I've been an idiot before, but I I really think that this is one of those games that they are just going to go in and throttle this much much worse
0: team. Yeah, and e to me, I mean like the concerns for this game are still with the Eagles injury report and what do you make of of Derek Barnett and his situation right now? Because I know that there's a lot of people asking, like, man, why isn't that shoulder healed? And we, we've noticed uh, what he's kind of been doing throughout um, the entire offseason. It hasn't taken a ton of reps. In fact, not in the preseason. What's your What's your make on, on Derek Barnett and the limited practice action so far?
2: Yeah, it's not good, right? I mean, he's still limited. It's the regular season. He was limited on the practice board. I'd imagine he'll be limited again. Uh, on Thursday and maybe even Friday, although Friday is a pretty light day of practice. Uh, This is, I mean, look, James is very confident, and I do think they'll win the game. I'm not as confident as James is, and this Barnett thing is the exact reason why. I think you're looking at a team coming into week one that on defense is going to have like five or six starters that haven't even played in the preseason. I think that's a bit of a concern. I mean, the pass rush is critically important, and uh, Jim Schwartz said they have confidence in their young backups, but if Barnett's limited, you better hope Vinnie Curry is is really really good, and not to mention Graham plays better than he did wow. last year. So I think there's a chance the Eagles' defense, and again, the good news is they're going up against the worst set of receivers in the NFL. So they're they are set up to succeed. But I do think there's a chance the defense comes out a little bit sloppy which I think the Eagles win the game, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Redskins covered the 10 points. I mean, 10 points is a lot of points for a divisional game in the season opener.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember what... Um, I, obviously, they weren't great against the spread last year and for obvious reasons. So, I mean, from that aspect, yeah. Uh, I don't... Yeah, and, and it's if it wasn't in Philadelphia, I don't think I'd feel like James does, but it's in Philadelphia, yeah. and it's the opener. The only thing that I have found interesting over the past I mean we've said this since Deshaun Jackson came back here and was traded for we all know what the opening play is going to be um I have a sense though that the expectations for Deshaun Jackson not in this game but kind of moving forward like he's supposed to be the next T.O. feeling and I don't get that at all like I think he's going to be a, a humongous positive step for this Eagles offense but I don't think it's like a To type of impact, oh, you I know. Mean, like was
1: one of the. Three or four best receivers in the history. Oh yeah, but I Football. see people
0: trying to morph those two things really? in together. Yeah, I have not I get... seen that. I, I, that oh really? That's crazy right.
1: talk. I think there's been a lot of love for Deshaun and Deshaun,
0: rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: there's been a lot of hype around his return, around him and Carson, the connection they form, the fact that Wentz has never had anyone even close to Deshaun in terms of the ability to do that. I guess Tory Smith probably the closest thing he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, Torrey Smith is not Deshaun Johnson. Jordan
3: Matthews, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right.
1: Noted burner Jordan Matthews. Great. Great point, <laughs> deep threat, Jordan Matthews. But, uh, you know, so I, I think there is worth, like, it, the the hype around Jackson returning and the connection with Wentz and all that is justified. I agree. It does make people, like, I've seen a lot of people think that, and I think Elliot might be one of them who think that Deshaun is, like, a... Uh, uh, no doubt about it, going to be the best receiver on this team, and that's crazy to me. I think Alshon is the best receiver on this team. I think he will be the best receiver on this team, but I, so I think the hype for Deshaun may be getting a little bit out of control, but I've not seen anything near T.O. level hype because that was
3: crazy.
2: Well, I think some people are just really excited for week one. It's probably more what Bartlett's saying. Like, that, I think, like, I've, I don't think I've ever been more certain of anything in my life going into a game than Deshaun Jackson is going to catch a 40 yard plus touchdown. <laughs> yes. Like, I just, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And, it's, you know, you would hope it happens early. Obviously, the Eagles have struggled to score in the first quarter early on. And I do think that this is a very big game. I don't think you can learn a lot about the Eagles just because of who the opponent is. But look, in 2017, this team came out in Washington and they smacked the Redskins around, right? And then in 2018, they come out at home against the Falcons and it's just a sloppy win. Doug said this week that the season opener means a lot. It can really catapult you. So if this team comes out on Sunday and they win this game like 21-17, I think that's a bit of a red flag, despite the rust. But if they come out, they're celebrating the Lynx going crazy, like, they, they need to build something special. Like, that's what happened in 2017. As much as we love to compare rosters and say, well, that team was super talented, like, they were just a special group. They, they got in a groove, they believed in each other, they had supreme confidence, and that's why they just dusted everybody. So I think week one is the beginning of trying to build that. Last year they got off to such a poor start that I, w- I was in that locker room every week. Like Every game it felt like we were asking them, why is this not working? And so I think that this Sunday has to be a dominating type performance to try to set that tone for what this team can be. I
0: think that's a fantastic point too, um, especially with... Doug even saying about the things about Rodney McLeod or, you know, things like that, where it's just kind of, I, I want these guys to feel comfortable almost right away. So hundred percent, like this is, this will set the tone for not only the offense, but the entire team to make sure, okay, we can do this. This was uh, really, really special. So with that being said, because I don't think that there's <laughs> much to to break down until we actually physically see what's going on, and I'm excited for a lot of different 12 personnel looks, and goddamn, I can't wait to see if Dallas Goddard actually has all these sets of packages for him, the red zone offense, where our Thega Whiteside is going to end up in this massive uh, you know, a pack of offensive and skilled players. I think there's a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, but there's a lot of guessing going on. I don't feel like guessing today because it's opening day, and we should have we should have a lot of fun. So let us get into some uh, predictions here. Yes, as I uh, it, it, this is this is the time all to do of the wind. All my win predictions loss.
1: are hundred percent going to come true.
0: <laughs> so we're I'm uh, going to nail this. Not to spoil the pitch the take coming in in a little bit, but we're all assuming that the Eagles win here, so that's one and zero, oh, right?
1: Oh yeah. Are we, oh, we're yeah. going through the whole scale. I thought we were going to do division picks.
0: Oh, we can do division picks. I Let's thought we are going to the NFL here. We can, uh, we can certainly do that. We don't do need that. to go game by game. We, we already done that. <laughs> uh, uh, e, who wins the NFC East?
2: So, Way too long
1: to answer this question. <laughs>
2: Way too long. <laughs> well, okay, so when we get to a larger picture Eagles preview, I have some, some questions for you guys. But we're just going to talk NFC East. I think it's going to be very close. I mean, the, the Cowboys' schedule is really easy early on. I could see the Cowboys getting out to, like, 6-2, and 7-1. and one. Like, that's how easy their schedule is. Um, the Eagles' schedule is not. The Eagles' schedule is tough. Ultimately, I think the Eagles win it, but I think it's only going to be by game, and I don't think you're going to see, like, a 12-13 and 13 win type of battle. I think it'll be more along the lines of 11-10 to 10 or 10-9 to nine or something. But I, I would give the Eagles the very slight edge, but it's, like,
3: 51-49.
1: Thirteen and three, the Philadelphia Eagles are winning the division. Wow,
3: thirteen, 13
1: three. and three, winning the division.
2: Oh. Man of the people, <laughs> I'm just uh, facts,
1: brother. I'm just spitting facts. Well,
2: let me ask you, like, what makes you so confident? Because the Cowboys won the division last year. They beat them three of the last four times. They have one of the best young defenses in the league. Amari Cooper seems going to really change that offense. Like Eagles aside, what what are you down on? about the Cowboys it makes you think that they're not going to seriously compete for the division
1: terrified of the uh, foot injury for Cooper I think that's a real thing that's going to linger all season long Uh, and more it it has more to do with the Eagles I think the Eagles have the best most talented roster in the NFL like not just in the NFC's not just in the NFC in the entire NFL I think they have the best roster I believe that Carson Wentz is going to be an MVP type player this year Dallas does not have someone like that. Plus, I just feel like the whole look, Zeke getting to camp late. There's a lot going on. I know they have an easy schedule early on, and I'm not, this is not a, the Cowboys stink pick. I still think that Dallas can be a 10 win team, 11 win team at best. I just think the Eagles are better. I think they're substantially better because I think they're better than everyone else in the NFL.
0: Here's where I'm right in the middle between you guys. I think that this Eagles team wins the division with 11 wins. I think they go 11 and 5, but. I, I do believe that this is going to be a very fierce Cowboys-Eagles division, and it's just like you've been kind of saying, I think we've ignored the Cowboys to a to a very large extent. Trust me, I still love making fun of them. I'm Jason, make fun.
1: Jason Garrett's still their head coach, right? He, i that's that, the, that's I'm, the I'm just checking. Ter- yes, I just want to make sure.
0: And that's why they're not going to win the division. He won their head coach last year.
1: So so what? Uh, they weren't like it's not like they were a great team last year. They were just better than the Eagles team that came off a Super Bowl, had a clear Super Bowl hangover, and yeah, sucked for that. three quarters of I the season. Like what? What do you mean? Like I mean I don't look. I think the
2: Eagles and Cowboys are very close. Yeah, we like, disagree I,
1: on that. I think the Eagles right, are I, substantially better.
2: That's not, but I think that people take that as an insult to the Eagles. It's not an insult to the Eagles. This, I, you know, you, Like, multiple national analysts think that the Eagles and the Cowboys are, like, two of the best three or four teams in the whole conference. So the Eagles just happen to be in the same division as them, which makes winning that division harder. But you mentioned Jason Garrett. He was head coach last year. He was the head coach for three of the last four games when they beat the Eagles, right? Like, Yeah, but he's like, a shitty head big- coach, Elliot. He's you know terrible. that.
1: There's a reason he's a lame duck coach this yeah. year. They didn't give him a contract yeah, extension. He, Don't, he, like, come on. You can't say Jason Garrett has anything to do with the Cowboys being good. They're good in spite of Jason Garrett when they're good.
2: Uh, look, I Doug Peterson is a far better coach than, than Jason Garrett, there's no question. I, I just think like look and the sooner or later the results are what they are and he won. I think in the last two or three years they won the division. They won thirteen games two years ago. Well, the, sort of the, great Eagles. Head coach, the Eagles won thirteen
1: he's not a bad games. Head coach. Two, the Eagles won thirteen games two years Sorry, ago. Sorry,
2: three years ago, three years ago, three years
1: ago. Right. Uh, so I look I, I, I understand what you're saying but but My point is based, like, I don't care what the Cowboys did last year. I care about how the Eagles look this year. I care about the roster they're coming into the season with. I care about how they're set up for this year. Like, last year... Wouldn't you have said last year that the Eagles had a way better roster We Look, we were wrong. Last year was the Super Bowl hangover. Last year was Carson Wentz coming off the ACL tear. Not ready to play football. Clearly not the same guy we saw in 2017. I I just... Mm -hmm. There are so many... Look, prior to the season, doesn't matter anymore. We know what happened last year. We know what happened to the Eagles. So you have to factor that in. Who cares what we thought before the season last year? We were all wrong. And we could be wrong again, but I think there are real easy reasons to explain why what happened last year happened, especially because the timeline plays out. They were pretty good at the end of the year.
0: I think that it's, it's in real quickly, I think it's part of, that's why I don't even factor Jason Garrett in here and <laughs> Fucking Matt Moore. I don't know. He's going to have to change. Or Matt. Ke- yeah, yeah. Sorry. Kellen Moore. Ke- yeah. Whatever the fuck is. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Backup That's a,
1: quarterback X. More, yeah.
0: more, more shitty offensive uh, coordinators that go through uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know, Scott Lunahan was going to fix that too and whatever. Uh, I, I I think that talent it overrides that coaching Is is my point in this. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is the moment. Because listen, they had a nice draft. They had a really good draft again. That's that's undeniable at least on paper that's what it looks like what i don't understand is in terms of impact and what they did and to james's point they a, a lot of them a, a lot of the cowboys fans just point to amari cooper that's a first round draft pick i'm like dude if that was your first round draft pick with that foot injury with a guy that you got to pay and etc etc that is not anything to get really pumped up about and the moment the moment that ink dried on the Zeke contract that came out, suddenly, all these voices came back out and said, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I know, And I go, what changed? What changed? It's the same offense. It's the same thing. Unless they're doing something completely different, one that speaks to your quarterback a lot, that everybody got so pumped that Jerry uh, and his leverage completely disappeared and go, okay, whatever you want. We'll give you the, the $50 million guaranteed. I don't understand that. They didn't really do anything in the free agency market. There's nothing that severely impacted this team to like launch them to that next level. So I still think they make the playoffs. I think it's toe-to-toe. And just like I've always said, I want the Dallas Cowboys to be good. I want no excuses heading into the season. Yeah, that's, and I a, want,
1: that's a strong disagreement. I that.
0: want Carson Wentz and all this other bullshit about, oh, the, the, the Zeke is 4-0 against these guys and whatever. Yeah, okay, great. Congratulations. That doesn't mean you won a Super Bowl, despite of it. And even if you lose to the Cowboys and still make it in, it doesn't matter. I... I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than people are giving credit for, but uh, and simply because e I, uh, the Cowboys' schedule is a lot easier in my well, mind. And, well, not so easier so overall. It, I
1: mean, it's actually a harder schedule as you go deeper into the season. Yes, I mean, to, it's a first place schedule though. versus a second place schedule. Yeah.
2: Right. So we just talked about how important it is to get us, get off to a good start for the Eagles and how Doug says at the beginning of a season can really kind of dictate how things go. Like the Cowboys could be six and two, seven and one, and the Eagles could be sitting here at you know, five and four or whatever. And look, we have no idea what's going to happen. We just when you look at the beginning, first eight or nine games of each team's schedule, the Eagles is considerably harder. So if they can just hold pace or, you know, stay within a game or two, then yes, the back end does really benefit them. But this is a larger question picture I wanted to ask you guys, and I'll tie it into the Cowboys. Okay. One of my concerns with the Eagles is I agree they have a very talented roster, but where are the sure things, right? Like, okay, so when I look at the Cowboys, we can debate how good Dak is, but at least I know what I'm going to get from Dak. Ezekiel Elliott has been very consistent throughout his career, right? I mean, two out of three years, he's been one of the best running backs in the league, even that third year. Middle year, he was still pretty good. Like, I know that their defense is going to be really good. I, I know certain things about the Cowboys. And maybe I'm just too close to the Eagles, and I, so I can't, you know, I'm too close, so I, I nitpick. But, but when I look at the team, I say, okay, Carson Wentz, we all think, is, you know, the, the popular opinion is going to have a good year. But he's not a sure thing. We don't know what we're going to get from Carson. Like, Fletcher Cox is, is a potential question mark because of, of injury. So I just look at the Eagles, and sometimes I see more question marks than other people do. And I could be wrong, right? I mean, I'm wrong all the time, as people love to mention it. But, <laughs>
0: well, we are, but, too. You know, that... <laughs> I, I, I think what, I know what you're, I know
2: you're, I know we're you're
0: getting what you are overrating them a little. I, I know where you're getting at. And this is, this is kind of our discussion l- literally about, the expectations and where they're going to be met and they really haven't, you know, since whenever, so I understand, but I think it's, it, to your point, you are too close to the Yeah, US man. And not close enough to Dallas. Like, and and also right.
1: again, like to the point... The, the sure thing is, as I said, it, and I think it's the single number one, but inarguably the Eagles have one of the five deepest, most talented rosters in the NFL. How is that not a sure thing? How is that not something you can count on? Roster depth has been proven to be maybe the most important thing outside of your quarterback in NFL success over the last few years. We saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl because of roster depth as mm-hmm. much of anything. The Eagles have an insanely deep, talented roster. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach who we all believe in, they have the most elite of all elite front offices to back them up in any moves that need to be made to supplement. I mean, I think those are all sure things. Way more of a sure thing yeah. than, than Dax, you know, Dak taking a step forward, Dak's mediocre. I mean, he's fine, but he's like, what, the 15th, 16th, 17th best quarterback in the NFL? Maybe the 10th best, if you really, really want to highest with are, At you his know. best. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, Wentz at least has the potential to be one of the two or three best in the NFL. I just, I know what you're saying, Elliot, but I think you're nitpicking too much.
2: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and, and, I, and I could be. I just, like, when I look at the, the team and I look at the beginning of the schedule... I don't know. I, I, think that, I think they're going to win the division. And part of the, part of the reason I'm picking them is because of part of what you said, James. Like, I think the Eagles probably have the best owner, the best general manager, and not the best head coach just because of Belichick. And we can debate him as general manager as well. But I think that those three are like the best power line of structure and foundation in the NFL. And I think they're better than what the Cowboys have up front. So I do think they'll win it. I just personally think the rosters are a lot closer than other people do.
0: That that I agree with you on. And let's see. Real quick, oh yeah, On yeah. that
1: point, I, I know what you're saying, Elliot. I think the high end talent on Dallas is. I think that it's when you get to the depth. It's when you get yeah. to after those first 22. Those next, you know, 40 three guys or 44 guys or whatever are going to be out active on Sundays. The Eagles are so much better in terms of the depth, the ability to deal with injuries, all that type of stuff, pretty much almost at every position. So,
2: Yeah, but if they were last year, why did they beat the Eagles twice?
1: What are you talking we, know, about? We, we know. We know we why. Talk, how many times <laughs> do we need to
2: talk I don't about know. it? I mean, you can't use the Super Bowl hangover every time. Like, I get it. It was the fucking, fucking year, year. after it. And Elliot. then
1: also again, Carson <laughs> Wentz. You know, we all believe we're going to see a better version of that guy this year than we saw last right. year. A healthier version. I like I, that. You know, I think last year is a special case for obvious okay. reasons.
0: uh And like again, they to to your point about depth. I mean, like Blake Jarwin, Dalton uh, Schultz those are all still backing up Jason Witten who came out of the booth. It's not like they don't have... I think there's more major wrinkles starting up front for the Dallas Cowboys. than Like, Taco Charlton is not a dominant pass rusher. The only guy that they still have that, you know, is is Tank, and that's obvious that's going there. But everybody else is kind of just... And he's coming off surgery. Yeah, and there's, a, there's the same amount of question marks with regarding injury and where they are there, and I 100% agree with James. Like, Cooper Rush is not <laughs> going you know, to scare anybody if he has to come into the game. And this whole Tony Pollard, the only reason why we all know his name is because Zeke he was linked to freaking yep. uh, Alvin Kamara, and that's it. We well, have it only no because idea. Well, Zeke held
1: out. If Zeke didn't hold out, those quotes never come out. That never yeah. happens. Jerry's not saying how much they love Tony Pollard because he doesn't need you because Tony Pollard's on a factor.
0: Right, and and man, again, I'll keep saying it, Lyle Collins is not a good right tackle. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic guard, and you get him into space, he'll crush people, and that's where you see the highlight splashes, but oh, let's have Derek Barnett kind of feast in there real quick. All right, real quick, let's go around uh, the rest of the divisions. Who is winning the NFC West, James Seltzer?
1: Uh, I, I don't love the pick. I like the Seahawks a lot. I'll take the Rams, to
0: beat. I uh I think it's a Rams 49ers Ooh. race. I think it finally comes to fruition, and I'm hoping for Matt Breida to like you know, kind of take care of things for my fantasy team as well. And I'm still holding on to my Jimmy G hope as well. But yeah, I agree. Rams for
2: me. Rams for you there, E in the West. Yeah, I'm I'm big on the Rams this year, so I'll say Rams, Seahawks, Niners, and that Cardinals.
0: Now here we get to the interesting thing because nobody really knows. I've seen a ton of different predictions for the NFC North. Um.
1: I've made I, this multiple is, predictions. Yes, yeah, and so I've gone I'm, back and I'm forth. Set. I'm set. I'm ready to go, but I don't feel great about
0: it. I'm ready to lock it in, and it tells me everything about this Bears team with their opening line tonight against the Green Bay Packers. Minus three? At oh, home. Really? At home. That's it? Just yeah. the standard thing? Mm-hmm. So that tells me two things. One, Vic Fangio's worth minus two on the spread. He's not there anymore. You guys know I fucking hate Mitch Trubisky, and now it's getting to a crescendo of how come you hate? The Bears are missing the playoffs. Wow! Okay? It is time for Aaron Rodgers to hang his big balls and his big dick over this division and drop it on the Chicago Bears. You're going to see, I think... A small version of that tonight. I think Green Bay runs away with this wow. thing towards the end. The
1: funny thing is you spend all that time talking about those two teams. I'm taking the Vikings to win the <laughs> NFC North. How about that? I think they have the best all-around <laughs> roster in that division.
2: E, NFC North. So I agree with you. I don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. Um, I think they're the classic, like, going to fall off team. Um, I had the Packers, and I'm sticking with them, but I've heard a lot of people that I really trust start to pick the Vikings, not only just to win You're the welcome. division. you welcome. That but is true. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> so I I would say Packers.
0: Uh, no, Filippo, right? Because that's that's what I think. I think everybody's hyped about the Vikings because they've got a, a real offensive coordinator in Kevin, uh, whatever his name is, Stefanski. So, uh, yeah, I I think Ed that's Stefanski's
1: kid. Yeah, there you go. What about that A little Philly connection.
0: Uh, E will let you kick off the NFC South because this is it's not a tough one, but I, again, I think this is the best division in football right now. What uh, what happens down there?
2: Yeah, I think it's a a super tough one. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to win it, but I think the Buccaneers are going to be better than people think. So I think this is an extremely competitive division. I'm taking the Saints just because I trust their offense the most. Um, I think the Panthers are are really, really good. I think you can maybe maybe see three playoff teams come out of this division. So I'll go Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Buccaneers.
1: I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons.
2: Dude, you, you did it. To I, that was my the Falcons,
1: so, that, You too. That was my I, sneaky. I really like that offense. I think Matt Ryan has another really good year. He had a really good year last year, kind of under the radar. I think Ryan's really good again. I just think that offense is going to be good in getting Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, all the guys. Their season was over week one last year. They lost the—everyone the, the, the everyone important on their defense got yep. lost. Those guys are all back. I think they're a kind of a team that people are taking a little too lightly. I don't think the Saints completely fall off. They're one of my two wild card teams. I think the Panthers are going to be better than people think as well, like Elliott said, and even the Bucs. But I'm going to go with the Falcons.
0: Uh, is anyone not picking the Patriots in the AFC East? Real quick, should we do wildcards? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do wild cards. I I'm have, sorry.
1: I have the Saints, and uh, I know you guys are uh, against it, but uh, I have the Saints and the Bears. Making the playoffs. Saints and the Suck Bears. Suck it, Dallas.
2: Suck it. So you don't have the Cowboys making the playoffs?
1: <laughs> I just said that, Elliot. <laughs> right. Just wanted listening to that. Just wanted to clarify. I, yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I, have the, I have the Saints and the Cowboys okay. making it in the wild okay. card. E? Panthers and Cowboys. How about
1: how many good teams there are in this freaking It's It's insane. Panthers, Bucks, I agree, both can make it. 49ers, theoretically. Seahawks, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I actually am changing my pick. I'll take the Bears out, and I'm putting the Seahawks in. I forgot how much I like the Seahawks. So we all got the Bears out. Dallas can still suck it.
2: So Joe Banner decided to try to uh, get a little debate with me going on Twitter. And by the way— He loves
1: to debate with you on Twitter. Yeah, he does. He's like your buddy.
2: He does. My my biggest pet peeve on Twitter— is so I tweet something. He quote tweets me with his response. I respond regularly, and then he quote tweets me again. It's I'm the like, worst. bro, I'm not going to have this debate with you. <laughs> like
0: quote tweeting so, debates are the absolute
1: hey, worst. Hey Joe, why don't you come on the show and argue yeah. like a real man yeah. here?
2: <laughs> well, so the point the the point he got mad at me about was I said kind of what you just said, James. Like this conference is loaded. Like obviously the Eagles should be a playoff team, and I think they will be. But if You know, if they went ten and six and didn't make the playoffs, it wouldn't completely shock me. Like uh, there's there's a lot of really good teams.
1: It would completely shock me. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, I know you think they're going to go thirteen and three, but like I just think making the playoffs is an accomplishment for this team. That's all I'm saying. Like it shouldn't be overlooked that it's a really tough conference, and making it will be an accomplishment.
0: Yeah, I mean that's because you're really only dealing with what the AFC West. Maybe a team out of the AFC, well, I don't know, Let's it might do be it. changing. Let's go through it the AFC right now. I think we're so, all taking
1: the Patriots. Can we all taking just skip that and agree? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, AFC West. Man, this is, this is uh, <laughs> the Raiders, obviously, are eliminated from playoff contention, at least I'm in I'm taking the mind. Chiefs.
1: I'll take the suspense out of it. Yeah,
0: I, uh,
2: yeah I'm Yeah. i taking the Chiefs as well.
1: Yeah. you want to not pick the Chiefs, I can see it on your face. Do it.
2: I, take Fangio in Denver.
0: I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, I'm not going to do that. You take the Chargers. I will take the Chargers. The I FC feel like West.
1: this. I feel like this Chargers just snake bit. The Derwin James injury, I, I Melvin agree. Gordon thing. But I uh, look. A lot of people like him. That's a fair pick. Yeah. But They won 12 games last
0: year. They but, did. And uh, you know, that's probably just. A I think beat. McCoy is going to kill it out there. By the way, at Kansas City. Ooh. Oh yeah. Well, I think it's going to be. I think he's going to be PPR machine for you. By the uh, way, I don't think he's going to be necessarily like we'll go run the football, go catch football.
1: Oh, I think I think Damian Williams will catch more than than he does. But yes, way. no,
0: I I'm just saying like I could see a lot of a lot of Tyreek Hill and a lot of LaShawn McCoy in the field at the same time uh, in those things. All right, so we're uh, I think I'm just doing it to just because, but I yeah I'm going to change my answer. Chiefs are winning this division. Mm-hmm. Who am I kidding here? AFC North East: Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Are you buying into the Browns hype?
2: I am. I'm going to pick the Browns. I'm very torn between them and the Ravens. I like the Ravens a lot this year. I just love Baker Mayfield. I think he's really good. I think he's the best quarterback in that division. So I'm going to pick the Browns and the Ravens, and I think the Steelers missed the playoffs this year.
1: I am so torn. I, really, I could see any of these three teams winning it. I'm going to take the Ravens because I trust John Harbaugh when it all comes down, and I like Lamar Jackson more than most. I think but i wouldn't be shocked if the steelers win the division i wouldn't be shocked if the browns win the division i think the steelers have a little bit of you know get rid of brown and bell potential and it kind of goes the other way so i wouldn't be shocked of any of them i'll take the ravens but i look the browns are third for me i got ravens steelers browns
0: i uh i i'm that's my exact theory why i'm taking the steelers they've gotten rid of all their whatever their headaches the this reminds me of a lot of the time, of why the New York Giants went and won those Super Bowls when, you know, it's just, uh, see Tiki, tiki. tiki yeah. just goes away. And that's kind of part of this, too. I think the Steelers are a 12 win football team. I could
1: see it. I really like this. I was really torn between yeah. Ravens. The Steelers are one of my wild card teams. So that's um, a tough
0: one. I, uh, I'm, i I. was really psyched about the Browns' potential, and I've talked myself out of it. So I think the Steelers are the division winner. I think the Ravens make the playoffs. I think the Browns just fall I a little bit Browns short. I have the Browns
1: missing the playoffs too. A I have the bit Browns short. missing the playoffs too. Uh, the, the, these this AFC North and AFC South are the two toughest to call.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to take
1: Houston in the AFC South, but I've. I want to take the Jaguars. I want to take the Jaguars so bad. I love Foles. Want I believe be that's You the know side. what? You know what, Elliot? I'm taking the fucking Jags. Oh How about my that? God. Jags
0: oh. are winning the division. Alright, I'm going to be a man too. All of you motherfucking Indianapolis Colts fans who are whining and bitching and, ooh, did we miss the playoffs? Generational talent, retired at 29, have no fucking idea what you have at quarterback. None. Oh, None. Gosh. You are going to be so completely shocked by what frank reich puts together with now that improved offensive line it is going to dominate the afc south this team is going to win 11 games i will accept your apologies when it comes back around in december and january jacoby Brissett and frank reich are winning this division texans make the playoffs jags are out titans are out that's how i feel ellie shore parks
2: yeah, I think the Jaguars win that. My win man, that let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they, they have the best defense in the division. I think you could argue they have the best quarterback, and yes, I'm including Deshaun Watson in that. Ooh, like, I just, that's I, sexy. I don't, I mean Deshaun, I Deshaun's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, look, I saw Nick win a lot of really big games here, so I, I think they win that division. I think my two go ahead, wild card teams.
1: Funny. I was gonna jump in with my wild card teams. I'm going Texans and Steelers. Are my wild card teams. I think the Chargers are snake bit and they miss the playoffs. I have Colts and Ravens. Okay. I like the Colts pick, too.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. So, Super Bowl pick? Is it? Is it that time?
0: It's that Super Bowl pick. Uh, had, us, had us there. The James.
1: trilogy. Eagles <laughs> over Patriots. The rubber match. It's going to be so great. I can't fucking wait. We get to watch Tom Brady lose the Super Bowl Eagles again.
0: And America hates everyone in that it's matchup. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <It's laughs> going to be awesome. Just kill me is what is going to happen. I... I don't think that's crazy at all to think. I don't want that again. What I want, what I desperately need, is a Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl. I need that so badly. And it's not even anything against Andy Reid. But just picture this, if you will. Student versus Master, and the Master has not won a Super Bowl, and he is trying literally everything, and I think this is what the Chiefs have tried to do this season, is just like, fuck it, I don't care, something needs to change, so I think they're still going to be successful, obviously, because it's Patrick Mahomes, and I know it would be way more interesting to have this Foles versus Wentz thing that happens in a, the, the The entire world will blow up if that happens, but if the student beating... The master, and just Andy Reid being bitten once again is a sick thing that I kind of need just to just to reinforce once again that Andy made the worst decision of all, and the worst decision of all was letting Doug Peterson walk away and recommending him uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. E, your prediction for the Super Bowl? So,
2: oh, wait, do you have winning it? Oh, locked. and you're the Eagles winning beat. it, obviously. Okay, good, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, E. So you're picking the Eagles to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Yep. Okay, all right. Um, So, my look, I think the easy thing to do is pick the Patriots, obviously. I think they have obviously a great chance of winning it. My pick is Rams over Patriots. I really like the Rams this year. Oh,
1: God. You're saying Jared Goff's going to be a Super Bowl champion? Oh, man. Well, he played
2: in the game last year. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's pretty close.
1: Can we call what he did playing? I don't know.
2: (laughs) I'm not sure I mean, Tom Brady only scored 13 points that game. He
1: participated in the game. Let's
3: say that.
2: Okay, Well, I'm picking Rams over Patriots. I think the Eagles will play wild card weekend, they'll win a game and then they're going to lose on the road either to either the Saints or the Rams. Oh, um, interesting. and then wow. that's my pick. I like the Rams. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love like it.
0: The Rams. Uh some quick announcements <laughs> by the way before we'll uh, we'll make our Eagles uh, Redskins uh, prediction now, but we will have our first NFL picks and it is it is a big deal, folks. Because Saturday on 94 WIP, it's our first radio preview show, and we have landed one of the best minds in football for the entire season to do the pick segment with us at 2.45 p.m. Eastern time every Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen. Warren Sharp's going to be with us the entire year. How
1: about that? We're getting smart we're on getting, Saturdays. Gonna, I like this. We're going to
0: try it and get smart. So Warren Sharp is going I'm like gonna,
2: intimidated to
0: talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to have to like write I down. I feel like
1: he's way too cool for us. Yeah. You know, I, might yeah. have to, I might have to grow a mustache just so I can be like him for when we do the picks.
0: <laughs> so all of our Saturday shows for the season because you know, we want you to consume as much content as possible and we don't want to leave you all the extra. So it'll be a best of during the season. You know, thir- Somewhere around 30 to 35 5 minutes with uh with our best segments that are in there so that returns it's going to be very very exciting i'm ready to pick some games but seriously take the packers tonight is what i'm what i'm telling you Ooh. if you're getting to this uh early enough packers i think win In a close one. I
1: I think it's going to be really close. I feel like the Bears are going to win, but I would take the points because I think it's going to be too close. So I'm with you. Take the points.
2: Uh, I I, I think the Packers are going to blow them the fuck out. Yeah! Oh, buddy! The Matt
0: LaFleur era is Blow them the fuck out. Quote, unquote, Elliot. So So take the Bears. (laughs) 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 Elliot, what's going to happen on Sunday? Which game? you know which game baby there's only one that's on our minds oh i
2: thought we are i thought we already i thought we already made our picks uh I think the Eagles win this game 24 to 17.
0: 24 17 so not covering i have them
1: covering i think they win 31 to 10. wow And that and, and it's 31 to three in the fourth quarter and the Redskins get Excuse me, the racists get a uh,
0: late touchdown. (laughs) Uh, I had kind of, I was actually thinking 31-18. Look at us. Like somewhere right around that. So I I do think it is a blowout. And I know, I know what you think is coming is coming. But, but it's just too good. It's just too good right now. And I want you to get as fired up as possible 24 hours before this game starts. So, ecstasy of gold, Saturday you better be there to 245 with Warren Sharp. Oh, buddy! And then we're going to let it fly because, man, we need to run through a brick wall. And that is going to happen. And if you can't catch the show, obviously, it'll be in the feed to pump, pump you up, too. But hey, football's back, everybody. We're very excited. We're glad you're with us the entire season. As always, follow us on the Twitter.com at GoBirdspod, at James Seltzer, at Elliot Shore Parks. I'm John Bartlett reminding you, as always. This is the Go-Birds Podcast, number 107, right here, radio.com and Sports Radio, 94WIP. Go-Birds Super Bowl Chats!